0: locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello everybody and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host Jess Belmosto and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Head on over to rockauto.com today to find all the parts your car or truck will ever need and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Today we do have a little bit of catching up to do in regards to the rumor mill and the latest Seattle Kraken hiring. But first, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's free. It will always be free. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're feeling generous, please, please, please leave a five-star review along with a nice little five-star rating so we can, of course, keep this show going. Earlier in the week, we discussed the rumors of Matthew Kachuk wanting out of Calgary, and in the middle of recording, we were, of course, uh, notified that apparently these rumors are BS coming from somebody directly in the organization, but, you know, is this something we need to put a lot of weight into? Uh, Is this something that would... Sort of gain traction if there weren't some sort of truth to it. Now, in my opinion, I think that he is probably frustrated. I think anybody would be frustrated. Kind of like, now I don't want to compare his level of frustration to Jack Eichel by any means, but you know, when you are a very talented hockey player and you're stuck in an organization that can't seem to get their footing underneath them and win and bring themselves to a playoff run, it's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of like when you are working on a group project and you're the only one that is doing the stellar work and um, nobody else is really putting their best foot forward. So, you know, unfortunately, your grade does have to suffer a little bit. But again, I don't think that this is really something we need to put a ton of weight into. I haven't been told anything. I haven't heard anything. Not that I have like inside sources or anything like that, but you know, he's probably just frustrated and I don't blame him. And I'm sure that there will be discussions of, you know, what can we do to make, what can we do to appease him essentially? What can we do to make sure that Kuchuk wants to be part of this team long term? And there could be a potential extension in the works i don't know i know that uh at the exit meetings they hadn't really (sighs) discussed anything but things might have changed from may until you know now i can't believe that was like only a month ago that feels so much longer but we're just gonna have to wait another month or so to see what the potential outcome is you know we have to wait for things to unfold They cannot talk to Johnny in regards to his contract extension until July 28th, I believe, or, like, they can't announce it until then. I would expect that, obviously, that goes the same for Kachuk, Mangiapane, who I think those are the big three that they need to resign and offer an extension to. Um, But, you know, this could be a situation where they're not going to be doing anything until the expansion draft. I don't know. We are a little over a month away, I believe, from the expansion draft, so we're just going to have to cross our fingers and truly hope that nothing gets in the way of the Flames extending our three Good players that have shown consistency. And unfortunately, Matthew Kachuk did have a down year, but again, it's one year. It's okay. <laughs> and coming up next, we are going to talk about the playoffs and just the absolute madness surrounding them. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online AG. You can head on over to Bet Online AG today. Sign up for your free account and earn a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Now, there's a Game 7 tomorrow night against the Bolts and Islanders. I'm feeling risky. Put a few bucks on it. And there's Game 6 tonight against Vegas and the Canadians. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, why don't you play place a bet, and take a risk. <laughs> Head on over to BetOnlineAG today and sign up for your free account and use promo code LOCKEDON to earn that 50% welcome bonus when you sign up for a free account today. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and you can keep this conversation going. All right, so this Islanders series, we got to talk about it, Okay because I am very, (laughs) I am very confused. Um, I think that one thing we kind of need to address is Matt Barzell being a fake uh, tough guy. He is not a tough guy. He does not get called on his cross checks. He he cross-checked David Krejci like three times, three to five times in the back last round, and then Krejci had enough, and he, you know, slashed him, and uh, got fined a thousand. Or sorry, speared him, speared, and uh, fined for five grand. And then, in game five, I believe, um, he, yes, in game five, he did the uh, same thing, and um, finally got fined for it. And I, it was a cross check to the face too, to uh, Ruta, and. Ruta? Retta? I'm sorry. And, um, you know, he did get fined for it. And I think the thing about Matt Barzal is that he is just this fake tough guy. He has that 2015 draft, you know, aura to him. And, you know, oh, I got picked, you know, uh, this many teams passed me and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, well, you're not that special. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I just, I'm glad that... He's being held accountable because what we need to notice is that when players aren't held accountable, things escalate, and that's when it turns into head injuries. And you know what we don't like? Head injuries. Game five was an absolute nightmare for Islanders fans. I had a blast watching it. And I'm not even, like, I don't even like Tampa. I just thought it was so interesting and Fun to watch, you know, three goals in the first period, and then three more goals in the second, and then two more in the third, so it was, <laughs> it was just a blast to watch, I cannot imagine my team getting blown out like that, but it is what it is, <laughs> it was a fun game, you know, I did cover it for down the frozen river, ri- down the frozen river, and I have to say, it was a lot of fun watching and then game six happened last night and i covered that game as well and i had quite the time you know watching the two teams battle it out i think that the most frustrating part of this series is that neither team will play like a full 60 minutes unless you know one of them has a hot first period if there's like a sluggish first period they pick it up in the second or even the third, and I think that that's frustrating, because there are teams that do play a full 60 minutes, and really, you know, don't have the luxury of slacking, but anyways, I digress, Um, you know, for the Islanders to force a game seven last night was kind of crazy, and it just watch like watching the game reminded me that the Bruins would absolutely not be able to hang with Tampa and that's fine. That is completely fine. But I was so confused at the end when everybody was throwing like their beer cans on the ice and like I think one looked like a Gatorade bottle, but my favorite part was this child getting lifted up and he just looked like Simba. It was, <laughs> it was just the funniest thing because like, there's just so much going on, and this parent picks up their kid and is like, "Oh, the circle of life," and I was cracking up. But um, you know, I think a lot of people making a big deal out of them throwing things on the ice are just looking for something to be upset about because I think we've all kind of done things in moments of celebration and excitement. But let's not act like you've never been too excited or potentially intoxicated at a celebration or a party because that's kind of what it looked like at the Coliseum last night. So, I am really, really wondering what is going to happen in Game 7 because I do think that this is really either of theirs. To win, I I hate saying that because I just think that I you know I really want there to be a an Islanders and Habs finale finale no final but I don't exactly have faith in the Islanders or the, the Canadians to make that happen so you know we're just gonna be here. In thinking about all of this. So, coming up next, we are going to talk about Seattle's latest hiring and some more rumors from around the league. But first, we got to make a quick pit stop at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has everything you will ever need for your car or truck. They have an easy to navigate website. They are a family-owned business and my favorite thing about them is that there is no middleman. You it's you and rockauto.com. There isn't some sort of special tier to get special pricing or oh you you're a mechanic, you own your own shop. Oh let let us get you a little kickback. Let uh, You know, you get this cheaper compared to somebody who is doing it on their own. So rockauto.com is just a fantastic website to, you know, support. And, of course, having the luxury of it being right in your home and you not having to leave the house is even better, honestly. So head on over to rockauto.com today and put Locked On. in there How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Seattle has made their first hiring that has made me scratch my head a little bit. They hired Dave Haxtall to be their head coach. And a lot of people are remembering how he (laughs) destroyed the uh, Flyers and... They're not looking at the success of him as the assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is completely fine because I think that, you know, only noting someone's successes um, doesn't paint the full picture. So I would be interested to see what Seattle does here, but then that means that Rick Tockett is still on the market. And if you remember last week, we did talk about the... Potential hiring of him as an assistant coach in Calgary to kind of be Daryl Sutter's understudy and to be prepared to take over that role in two years when his contract is up. It really makes you think. And I don't think that they'll announce his hiring today or tomorrow if it does happen. I think that they need to. I mean, I'm sure that there's stuff going on behind the scenes, but it's one of those things that I am not entirely sure will be happening just because I have very little (laughs) faith in any sports organization right now to do anything that will actually benefit their team. (laughs) And it would probably involve a little bit of shuffling around behind the bench. So we are going to... Have to wait and see what's going on there. I will be very interested to see if, um, you know, if Brad Tree Living does anything. I am very, um, very cautiously optimistic about this. But in other news, Patrice Bergeron was named the winner of the Marc Messier Leadership Award. And this comes after his first year as the Bruins captain. He has always been one of those players that it's hard not to like him. Uh, For me, I have always adored him, obviously. But, you know, when you see him going to the hospitals, dressing up as superheroes, or Elmo to help the kids who are there feel a little bit better, it's really great. And he does a lot of off-ice work as well, and when the um, protesting happened last summer here in the United States, he made a donation to the Boston chapter of the NAACP, which I think is great, and hopefully there will be more action done there, because I think that it is so important to put your Um, you know, put action behind your words because you can write a check, but, you know, do you actually want to step up to the plate and do the work? And I just, it's very nice to see him win that. I think that he is a very great guy. I've heard stories that he is just a really Nice guy and just one of the more more genuine people who will sit there and talk with you, um, even if you're just like a media member and you're not necessarily, like you're working, but he'll like check in on you and things like that. So shout out to Patrice Bergeron, absolutely love him and just an all around amazing guy. <laughs> so um, also noting that. Tonight is game six against Vegas and the Canadians. Obviously, you're going to want to go listen to Locked on Canadians and Locked on Golden Knights because they will have a far better insight to this game than I could provide. But as somebody who is living in Habs country, I am very surprised at the lack of people wearing... Like, Canadians shirts. And I get it. Like, I'm split, like, literally between <laughs> Boston, the Rangers, and Canadians. But I feel like I would see more. Uh, there's a house in the neighborhood that has a Canadians flag flying. And, you know, I I love that. I think it's awesome. And I just, I hope the Canadians win. I really do. I think it would be awesome and I don't want to root for a team in, you know, the North Division, and especially in the Atlantic because that's where, you know, my alliance is. So, I don't really like any of the teams. I think that Montreal is the more likable team than really any any of the other three. So, uh, people say what's unlikable about Vegas. Uh, there's plenty. I think that they are just one of those teams that's hard to like um it's a lot of it comes from their social media presence if I'm going to be honest and then when you have such early success or so much success early on in your you know existence I think that that rubs people the wrong way as well and uh I just don't like Ryan Reeves I'm I'm sorry I don't um Really don't like that. And Tampa Bay would. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot to talk about this. Uh, Speaking of Tampa Bay, Nikita Kucherov left the game yesterday after a cross check that went uncalled. And then he went to throw a hit to Barzal. And then, like, it looked like his hand was, his right hand was like hanging, like it was like dangling a little bit. And he was like um, holding it close to him. He obviously went into the boards instead of hitting Barzal. But, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that. So, there hasn't been an update on him. So, I'm going to assume that even if he is, like, 50% better than than what he was, say, last night, they'll play him tomorrow. But Tampa Bay is just unlikable. (laughs) Kudrov has injured plenty of my favorite players, or plenty of players... That I just you know not really a fan of. I Braden Point is I, I love Braden Point. Okay, I'm not gonna lie there. Pat Maroon cannot stand Pat Maroon, and the Islanders. I just I just don't like the Islanders. I think that they are a sneaky dirty team. So my heart and soul is on this Montreal Canadiens team that I should never be rooting for, but alas, here I am. <laughs> So thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Flames. My name is Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. And of course, uh, you know, keep the show going. You can always shoot me a DM if you want to talk hockey or have any questions for the show. But that's all for today. (laughs) I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.